In my work with individuals over the years, I've come to realize just how important trusting life is. It is often a lack of such trust that blocks true happiness and peace and makes it difficult to live the life we were meant to live. We don't naturally trust life. There's a reason for this, and those who've experienced any amount of abuse or wounding in childhood find it especially hard. This distrust makes it difficult to be in the moment where peace and happiness abide. How can anyone drop their guard and enjoy life when they're afraid of life? Fear and distrust are the enemies of life. Fear pretends to protect us, but it limits and immobilizes us and takes the joy out of life. Fear and distrust don't keep us safe. Rather, they keep us lost in our thoughts, in our internal reality, and out of the present moment, reality. For this reason, fear and distrust are actually dysfunctional, not functional as they may seem to be. Fear and distrust are the greatest hurdles to seeing the truth about life, that it is good, abundant, supportive, and potentially joyous. The truth about life is really good news. The truth could be the opposite, and sometimes life does feel that way. But fortunately, goodness is at the core of life, and that is what this book will offer evidence for. Overcoming the fear and beliefs that keep you from discovering and experiencing this goodness is some of the most important emotional and spiritual work you'll ever do. There's nothing more important than seeing the truth about life. As they say, the truth will set you free. And what it sets you free from is the fear and distrust that belong to the ego. It actually sets you free from the ego itself. Another name for the ego is the false self, because it isn't who we really are, but only ideas about who we are. I'm a woman. I'm a shopkeeper. I like horses. I'm artistic. I was abused. I'm going to be famous. I have to have nice things. No one understands me. I'm different. I'm a good cook. I can't do anything right. I don't like to travel. I'm lazy. The ego is the aspect of ourselves that provides us with a sense of being an individual, and for that it is useful. However, the ego, through our thoughts, attempts to manage our life, but it is a poor manager, a poor guide to life. We are here to discover the truth about life, the truth about who we really are, and how to live from a deeper place than the ego, from a place that is often called the heart which I also call Essence, Our True Self. This discovery is what this book is about. One of the most difficult things about moving from living from the ego to living from Essence is overcoming the ego's distrust and trusting that there's something else besides the ego to trust, Essence. One would think that trusting Essence would be natural, even easy, since Essence is our natural state but it seems that we're programmed to trust something else. We're programmed to trust the ego, to trust the thoughts that go through our mind, the voice in our head. The commentary we hear in our head that appears to be our thoughts is what many call the egoic mind. It's called that because it is the aspect of the mind that belongs to the ego. 
It's different from the aspect of the mind we use to read a book, add a column of numbers, design something, solve a problem, follow directions, and do all of the other mental tasks that help us function. I call this the functional mind. We need this more functional aspect of the mind, which is like a tool we pick up and use and put down when we're done using it. But we actually don't need the egoic mind, which appears to be our own voice, and yet it actually belongs to nobody. When we look, we find nobody behind it. The egoic mind merely reflects our conditioning and the conclusions we've come to based on our own and other people's experiences and other beliefs, opinions, and personal perceptions, as well as fears, desires, and judgments. 